0: You're listening to Wait Your Scout with Anna Skipworth. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's podcast, the we Aura Pride Special with Jessica. Um, I'm just generally, honestly, so grateful that Jessica shared her story with us, um, her story of how scouting was just a place she could discover her, her identity. And I'm not going to spoil too much because I think it's so much more powerful and more interesting coming from jessica than me trying to explain um this this podcast it well episode is a bit different to our normal format but that's intentional because i want this to be about jessica's journey and more of a chance that we can actually have some of those questions answered around gender identity that actually we might not feel that comfortable is asking someone that we know um having this conversation with Jessica, I right know I've just got a great relationship with her. It means that we could talk about this and we had several conversations beforehand. So um yeah, this is all stuff that she was comfortable discussing, but is also a good place for other people to maybe just gain insight on this information that may not have the chance to do that normally. So I really hope you enjoy and find this informative and just enjoy getting to know Jessica. Um and happy Pride Month. So uh yeah i I will stop rambling and uh let you hear jessica's interview but here we go so hi jessica thanks for joining us on a uh, wait you're a scout hi how you doing good good well thank you for coming over and uh speaking to us
1: it's absolutely my pleasure
0: great so um you were part of the scout movement for quite a few years when you were younger weren't you uh
1: i joined scouts i must have been around five i joined during beavers went straight through to cubs went straight through to scouts and then did explorers so i was in the scouts from five to about 18 maybe 19 i think i stayed around a little longer than i probably should have (laughs)
0: um
1: i don't think people remembered my birthday
0: (laughs) i mean i wasn't gonna tell them i was enjoying myself and during that time like obviously as most young people do they change mature and develop but for you there was lots of like other levels within that especially within explorers right
1: Definitely within Explorers, so, um, when I joined Scouts, it was during that period where there were, um, it was only boys, there were very few groups that had any girls in them, girls were still being pushed towards um, brownies and guides, so I didn't have, there were no girl Scouts in my group, no girl beavers, no girl cubs. Um, it wasn't until I actually went to Explorers, and this was also when Explorers was still quite new. Um, I think it had only been about a year. Okay. Um, I think only a year passed since Explorers began, and then I joined in. Yeah. Um, And that was the first time I actually experienced any kind of female interaction within Scouts. Yeah. Um, And even then, there was still about 20 guys to the one girl. Yeah. Or two or three maybe girls eventually, but there was a significant ratio difference. Um, But in Explorers was... With most people, that's the, during their teenagers. Yeah. Um, you know, puberty hits and it hits us all hard. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, some harder than others. But this was during the time where I started really exploring the idea of gender, but not really being able to put a pin on what I was thinking or yeah. doing. Just I was just going out and doing it.
0: And so you identify as um, gender fluid. Yes. Now. Myself and probably lots of people listening to this are getting used to the many different terminologies within the LGBTQ community. So, could you maybe explain what gender fluidity is?
1: So, gender fluidity um, falls under the trans umbrella. So, what a lot of people see as trans is people transitioning from male to female, uh, both in presentation and eventually biologically as well, or vice versa, from female to male. Uh, the definition was recently changed that trans now basically means anything that isn't cisgender. Yeah. Um, cisgender being people who are born a biological gender, are always happy to be raised that gender, portray that gender, they never really question it. So most people are cisgender. It's, uh, it's like heterosexuality but for gender identity. Yeah. Whereas Anything else, now if you're not cisgender you fall under the transgender umbrella and there are so many different terms for it now. Um, People who do transition from male to female or female to male on a permanent basis uh, are still called transgender. Um, You get people like myself who are gender fluid so I identify as both male and female. I will portray myself as male or as female and I will have a male and female name. Um, There's non-binary, which is not identifying as either. So, seeing gender as a spectrum or as a scale, you put non-binary bang in the middle. Between male and female, they don't associate with either. Um, They may not try to present as one or the other fully. So, it could be uh, someone who was born, biologically speaking, male uh, with a beard, but still wearing things like fake eyelashes or a dress. Uh, or it could be someone who's biologically born female, but wanting to um tape up their tape up their chests and make themselves look a bit more androgynous. Yeah, um, And there's a lot more. i I mean, I could go on for hours talking about <laughs> loads of different identity gender identities that fall within the trans umbrella. Um i I won't pretend to understand most of myself either. Okay. <laughs>
0: it's quite reassuring that you know there are quite a lot there, and even if you were someone, part of the community identifying that way, you know, everyone is slightly different on that spectrum. So I'm as, I'm
1: as clueless as, as the rest, rest of you. <laughs> I don't know why you would be in here as an time.
0: Well um so going back to the scouting side of things, um I know when we've talked previously that's kind of where you started exploring the gender. How did how did scouting sort of fit into that?
1: So I I was exploring to an extent um outside of scouting, let's say. Yeah. Um, this was mostly maybe trying around with makeup or having some friends and you know as most teenagers do they'll have like sleepovers or what what have you and there's always going to be the case of like oh my god wouldn't it be funny if we got the guys to wear a dress or something you know massive laugh everyone enjoys it I enjoyed it a lot more than others for reasons that they did not understand or know Um, but when I was at Scouts it was For me, Scouting was very separate from the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, So a lot of my friends were people that I'd either been to primary school or secondary school with, um, whereas Scouts was still friends, but they weren't people who I ever saw outside of Scouts, um, bar maybe one or two people. So it felt like I could actually be a different person. Um, And as I mentioned earlier, while I was in Scouts, this was when there was all boys or at least for my Scouts group, it was. Mm. Um, and there was often where they'd be, we're doing, you know, a play or something, and in most plays, it's like, right, we need someone to take the female lead. And I wouldn't be the person to just raise my hand and be like, yes, I'll be happy to do it, absolutely, I don't mind. Like, I wanted to stay on the air of caution, but I would always be like, I mean, if someone's got to do it, I guess I'll do it <laughs> again for the fifth time, it's fine. Um, and I think the first thing I noticed with Scouts is anytime. If I'd done that with friends from, like, school or anything, then there would always be the, oh, my God, you look so silly, this is so funny, people laughing more at you. Whereas in Scouting, you didn't get that. People would laugh, but it didn't feel like laughing at, at you. It was people all working together, all making something a bit entertaining. Um, yeah. With me. So I don't mind if people are laughing with it, that's great. If people are laughing at it, that's when it becomes a bit... I, I wouldn't know how to put it. That's where you kind of feel like you have to go back inside yourself and be like, I shouldn't really do this because people are obviously mocking it.
0: Yeah. And actually going from Scouts where, you know, actually it's, especially at that age and being around so many sort of well, boys, then going into Explorers where you had that sort of slight more diversity of girls being involved. And actually in your group you said that that kind of helped you explore this a bit further.
1: So, um, to begin with, I'll be honest with you, there was, um, when I joined, I think there was two girls and a female leader. Um, And honestly, more than anything, it really annoyed me, because any time acting things came up and they went, oh, we need someone to play a girl, I was no longer the first pick, which was (laughs) so upsetting. Um, But, it did also mean that we had, it was nice to have the variety, it was actually nice to have girls there that I could talk to if I was ever feeling overly feminine things. Uh, I won't pretend they understood it, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I understood it at the time. No. Because I didn't, that's why I usually needed to approach them. Um, the leader especially was quite protective. Um, she she knew very well, along with the other leaders and quite a few of the other scouts there, I was a lot more feminine than pretty much every other guy there. Yeah. But they weren't protective in the sense of we're going to cuddle you up, we're going to put you in cotton wool and you know, no one's going to hurt you. It was more, you know, I'd ask their, you know, I'd ask them, you know, we're doing a play or we're doing a show of some sort. I wouldn't mind wearing a dress and they would go just you're wear people might laugh because you're a guy in a dress and my reaction would be good. I'll give them another reason to laugh then and be overly feminine, you know, really act up on it while still obviously being a guy. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: so it was quite, It was quite fulfilling in that sense it was quite encouraging as well um i think the first time i actually had anyone see me wearing any kind of women's clothing i think it was a skirt in particular um without reason to it so it wasn't oh this is a play so he's going to be wearing a dress or anything like that it was just i just kind of fancy wearing a skirt was during explorers okay um people were confused i'll be honest me more than most um (laughs) but they didn't really... They knew well enough not to go, what are you doing wearing a skirt? What, what, what is this? Yeah. They were more kind of like, are oh, you not cold?
0: But it's yeah. really cold
1: out here. This is winter camp. <laughs> what are you doing? I
0: suppose it's more like accepting, even with maybe without understanding.
1: I, I would say so. I mean, even even at our current age, I wouldn't say everyone will understand it. No. Because it's not something that a lot of people will go through. But... What I will usually say to people is, if you don't understand it, that's absolutely fine. Um, I don't even, I wouldn't even ask you to make more steps to understanding it, as long as you accept it, as long as you understand that this is who I am, this is how I will present myself and obviously I don't really want people turning around going, it's a bloke in a dress. I'd rather people, you know, if if you do have questions about it, that's great, I don't mind. I personally don't see any question as offensive, as long as you're trying to learn something from it. But if, I think what the worst thing people can do for something like gender fluidity or non-binary is ask questions to people who also don't know. So kind of, I wouldn't say talking behind people's backs, but more... You can get a lot of people who are afraid to go, I don't want to talk to them about it because I don't want to offend them or I don't want them to get the wrong idea or anything like that. But personally, I will get more offended if someone starts asking questions to someone else who also doesn't understand about me. Yeah. Because they're not going to be able to tell you any better. I can't promise I can tell you any better, but I can at least tell you my version of the truth, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. It always is, yeah. yeah the um yeah. the amount of non-binary, gender fluid, or transgender people I know who have all gone through different processes, and they take it to uh, very different levels. So personally, I will either I try and present as male or female. I very rarely do anything in between. Yeah. Whereas I know a fair few gender fluid people who actually prefer doing an in-between look. They don't often go for full male presentation or full female presentation. And it doesn't make them any, it doesn't make them different. It doesn't make them any less or more gender fluid than the other person. It's just a different way of presenting it.
0: Yeah. You can have those sort of variances within that. Actually, like you know, it's not just your interpretation; it's everyone else's, and that even within that there are, you know, the middle grounds to meet.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, it it can be confusing. Um, with transgender, as in trans uh, transitioning from male to female or female to male, it can be a lot more, it can still be confusing, but you can have a lot more certainty from it because you know you're going to be this one solid idea, this one solid yeah. thing. Whereas with something like gender fluidity or non-binary, it can be a lot more confusing because one day you might wake up and go, I feel completely male. Like, I don't understand why I would ever want to wear makeup or wear a dress or feel pretty or anything like that. Whereas there are other days where I will wake up and feel completely feminine and go, I don't like the idea of this whole male malarkey, I want to give it up completely. Yeah. And it will change back and forth sometimes to those extremes. Most of the time it's usually in the middle of... I feel I feel like I'll probably wear jeans today just because I'm going to work, but I might do something nice with my eyes.
0: <laughs> and I have to say the eyelashes do look amazing. I'm incredibly jealous.
1: Thanks. Even natural.
0: <laughs> They're not. <laughs> Wish they were. That'd be amazing. Right?
1: I Wouldn't have to glue my eyelids shut. <laughs> uh.
0: So um, with your own journey, you've actually um sort of helped support other people online and through some of your other groups. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that?
1: Um, so I I am a recent competitor in um a charity competition in the UK called Miss Drag UK. Uh, it ran last year, it will be running again this year as well, um, and I've been invited back to compete again this year, which okay. is really nice. I thought they would have had enough of me after one time, but apparently <laughs> not. Um, last year I did come second in the charity category, which I was very impressed with. Uh, I'm not bitter whatsoever about not coming first. <laughs> not whatsoever, no. I'm sure uh, the winner of the charity Miss Charity Drag UK thoroughly earned it. <laughs> and i don't hate her um, <laughs> no she did it on it uh so this year as you can imagine i am trying a bit more to actually get that crown and yeah. already that group has helped out a lot of um, a lot of younger people uh this year they've had a overwhelming response from uh younger generations coming along to it not just to enjoy the art of drag as it were but because it's something that they want to explore themselves whether they end up being drag queens and just doing it as a performing art or whether they're doing it as a way of exploring their own gender identity it doesn't matter to me the fact that they're exploring it in any way i think is incredible yeah um knowing if i'd have been doing something like that at their age around say 12 13 uh i could imagine i probably would have ended up a lot more fabulous <laughs> but there's i no mean much you are you pretty take.
0: like fabulous to be like
1: yeah, but there's there's no limit to it. I no. can keep pushing it. Um, uh, there's also a, uh, for want of a better word, a support group I run called Gender Shake. Um, so this is run by myself, a transgender woman um, who is significantly younger than me, and always make sure I remember that. Um, as well as a few other people who help out, and they all of us fall somehow within either under the trans umbrella. Uh, there are a few. Girls there who identify as cross dressers more than anything else, so they okay. are biologically male, they identify as male, even if they're wearing dresses and makeup, they will still consider themselves male, they just like the idea of exploring their feminine side, let's say. Yeah, um, and we run it over the UK uh, for the most part. It is a, it's very much an over 18s event. We'll usually go to a bar, uh, give everyone a chance to get to know each other, chat with each other. A lot of us now already know each other quite well through meetings, through Gender Shake, as well as, now, social media. And, but it does give people who are new to it and don't very, who don't explore out as much because they're afraid of what other people might think, or they feel like they might not have a reason to, or they don't have any support around, it gives them a chance to venture out to meet other people. And they may not be like us, they may be completely different, but the key qualifier for, you know, do you want to come to Gender Shake? is do you want to m- experiment with your gender identity? You don't yeah. have to be trans to come along, you could be cisgender, you don't even have to come dressed as the opposite gender, as it were, as long as you're exploring something yeah. with gender identity. That can be as simple as, I actually, I'm a guy, I want to dress as a guy, but I kind of want to try and up. I kind of yeah. want to try and get a drag-king look. Something like that would be absolutely fine. Um, so it's a support group that ends up usually in a club.
0: <laughs> I mean, as a support group, that's not a bad quality it's right? absolutely not we <laughs> uh
1: have a fair bit to drink, not all of us obviously drink. we do have a couple of people who come along who are teetotal,
0: yeah,
1: um, but they still enjoy it as much as the rest of us, <laughs> just because for a lot of us, it is simply we don't get a chance it's not some because a lot of people don't talk about it out loud,
0: yeah,
1: um, like I am quite rare in the fact that. I'm gender fluid and I don't mind anyone knowing. I know a lot of people who they will they identify as gender fluid or non binary but they try and keep it hidden. Yeah. Um from colleagues, from friends, from family, what have you. And it means for people like that they don't get that chance to go out. Mm. They don't get that chance to express themselves like that. They have to keep shut in within four walls, try it within their bedroom or their own house or what have you. Um whereas being able to meet up with other people who are of a similar nature who are with a similar ideology and go through similar things it gives them that chance to actually feel more comfortable with themselves feel more comfortable expressing themselves and with a lot of them you'll find that they actually feel more comfortable about being themselves when we're not around yeah um i can think of a a fair few girls off the top of my head who since coming to gender shake events have gone from i would never be able to tell anyone uh, no one can know, my partner can't know, my friends can't know, my colleagues can't know. No, it would end me to within a couple of months going, yeah, I've told everyone. <laughs> I went to work wearing a dress the other day, they all yeah. complimented it, they said I have nice legs in them, and they're right. <laughs>
0: amazing to have like that support group that can help build other people's confidence as well as your own and your existing members because I'm sure it helps you to help other people as well.
1: I mean it definitely boosts my ego.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> they all call me mum and part of me hates it because I don't want to feel old, another part of me loves it because yes I am the responsible one. Um, but it, it obviously it makes me feel good that they're all you know getting through and getting on with this in what what would be considered a normal way, as though it's Mm. not something alien to everyone, it's just simply simply something that you are no different than if you were to turn around at the age of 18 and start saying to people, look, I'm gay. Yeah. It's it's a very... we want to try and normalise it, we want to make it a very similar thing to be able to just say, obviously a lot of people won't recognise it, Mm. um, because it is something you can, for want of a better word, keep hidden. Yes. Um, So if I ever, God forbid, need to hide my gender fluidity, all I need to do is just not wear makeup. It's very easy for me to keep it invisible. And a lot of people can rely on that. Whereas by normalising it, by making it something where, you know, you just come over to people and you just go, oh well, introduce yourself. My name's whatever, Naomi, and I'm a gender fluid individual. You might see me sometimes as male. You might see me sometimes as female the ideal reaction will just be, oh, that's really interesting. We'll have to talk more about that sometime. So anyway, back to business.
0: Yes, yeah. And I think that's really important as well, like just for society and especially young people coming through that to know that when they're exploring these options, they've got the chance to explore them, whether they need to or not.
1: Absolutely. I mean, one of the reasons I really wanted to start up Gender Shake was because when I was a child, and this was only, say, 15 years ago, I say only, that sounds like a long time now. <laughs> um, but even just 15 years ago, if I was to turn around and act the way I do now, present the way I do now, try on makeup, dresses and all that, the way I do now, I would have uh, I would have been bullied horrendously. Yeah. I mean, I was already bullied at school, but that's just because I was an insufferable nerd. But this would have just been more ammunition and no one would have understood it. People would have distanced themselves. Um, obviously, they wouldn't be right to do so, but that's just the age we lived in. That was still mm. when... You know even at secondary school if you came out as gay you would get you would get beaten up on a daily basis so coming out of something like yeah i'm a guy but i like wearing dresses would not have gone down well No. whereas if now we can normalize it if we can make it so that younger generations can actually go yeah i'm a guy but i want to wear a dress that no one backs an eyelid would be absolutely fantastic i mean i'd say the main goal for me is for things to for things like gender fluidity not to really exist for whatever gender you're born as to just be a biological thing. Yeah. And whatever gender you want to present as, be whatever you want it to be. Whether it's one, the other, somewhere in between, shouldn't really matter.
0: No. I know we've touched a little bit on a, um sort of drag and some of the things you do with um like yes. drag and but there is quite a big difference between the art of drag and being gender fluid. They're not one in the same. Are they?
1: No, no, they're absolutely not. Um. I mean you'll even see from me there is a clear difference between jessica blaze as a drag artist and jessica blaze as a person um the drag artist side is usually a lot more over the top um, whereas the regular person is just slightly over the top um what i will usually say to people is that there's there's a lot that those two communities can learn from each other because at the end of the day drag artists know a lot about makeup, know a lot about how to present, how to uh, form themselves, let's say. and those skills can be passed over. Yes. Um I learned a lot about makeup and presentation from watching drag artists. However, they are not one of the same. Um, you will get drag artists who are transgender or gender fluid, but they're not gender fluid or transgender because they're a drag artist. It's yeah. their identity compared to their performance or compared to their, for a lot of them, compared to their full-time job.
0: Yeah. That is actually something that, you know, is crucial to remember. They are not
1: the same thing, Absolutely, actually. no. Um, <laughs> drag doesn't, I don't believe drag falls under the trans category. I don't think it ever has and I don't think it ever will. No. It's, it's more that there's simply things that the two communities can actually learn from each other in terms of similar skills. No different than uh, a football player would be able to learn a lot from a basketball player. It's not the same game, no. but there are similar skills that you can learn from each one, from yeah. the two separate yeah.
0: areas. So a lot of the leaders listen to this podcast. It um, can be very sort of, this could be a very new concept for them. Um, I know it was for me when we first started talking about this. How would you, what maybe advice would you give them if they, you know, have young people that may start expressing or showing an interest in this sort of exploration of themselves, or at least want to make their unit nights or explorer nights an open space to let them
1: Absolutely, Um, so the first thing I would say is um, don't discourage anyone from doing something along those lines, Um, I've had a lot of people uh, quite younger people as well, uh, most of the time, especially with gender shake it's always 18 plus uh, I have had people reach out to me of younger ages, I think the youngest I've ever had was 12
0: Okay.
1: um, to try and you know try and see how they can start experimenting with their gender in everyday life and i try not to discourage anyone but it can be hard with a lot of younger people because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day kids will still be kids and kids can be horrible they can bully they can be mean and they can be physically aggressive just like anyone else um what i try not to do is say don't do that because you will get beaten up yeah because it may potentially be true unfortunate as that is but nothing is going to discourage someone more than someone like me an older person potentially a role model god forbid from then saying you shouldn't do that and it's because you're young you have to wait until you're 18 you know 18 plus then you can start messing around with heels Um, what I would say is rather than be discouraging find a situation where you can encourage them to do something like that if you do have Uh, someone who is young and has identified as male their entire life but does want to mess around with you know dresses or makeup or you know see what their gender identity takes them encourage it in a way where they will be safe um, because then that way they won't necessarily feel inclined to do it in places where they won't be safe yeah Um, and scouting is a great place for them to be safe to do things like this Uh, As I mentioned earlier, there's always the plays thing that you can go, well, why don't you, young Jimmy, wear a dress for this one? You know, you don't necessarily have to tell everyone about it. No. And I'm sure young Jimmy will play along and be like, oh, really? While inside (laughs) being like, oh my god, yes, please. Um, On top of that, as I said earlier, not everyone is an expert on this. I'm not even an expert on this. And I still probably know more than most others, which is upsetting. What I would say is seek out the advice of someone who does know better if you don't know yourself. Yeah. Um, this can be a very perplexing and it can be a bit of a mind, uh, minefield sometimes. And the slightest thing can put people on a different course that they may not want to be on. Yeah. Um, and that does work both ways, not just in discouragement but in over-encouragement. Yeah. Um, so even over encouragement can sometimes be a bit of a burden so it's it's finding that gentle balance of not discouraging them from doing it but not pushing them to do things that you think they want to do yeah. it's making sure you know what what they want to do or what they want to try out and making sure you listen to them as well because at the end of the day it is their presentation it is their identity that is
0: it's their
1: growth isn't it absolutely yes
0: and I think it's also making sure that you're, the space that they're in yes. is safe. Because it's one thing to say it, but actually, you know, without pinpointing that young individual, you can have conversations with your group going, actually, you know what, this is a space for everyone to explore.
1: Absolutely. And I everyone mean, to be safe,
0: you know.
1: One of the, um, I think one of the uh, turning points, and this was long before I was out as gender fluid or even wearing dresses or what have you, was, again, during Explorers where, uh, I think it was a charity event that I can't remember off the top of my head, where uh, one of the leaders suggested, I think it was something like a car wash, I can't remember, and the leader suggested, right, because we've got some girls in the group, I know what you're all thinking, you know, get the girls to do the car wash, like one of those sleazy, like, 80s things. Yeah. we are not <laughs> going to do that. For a start, that's, you know, misogynistic. Secondly, they're 15.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yellow card, straight yeah, in Yeah, absolutely, there, like... <laughs> like, it's just
1: not going to happen. Um, obviously, it was a big joke rather than anything but um one of the older scouts uh male scouts did turn around and went why don't we get some of the guys in dresses doing it instead so there was about five or six guys I wasn't even one of them at this (laughs) point um in dresses washing cars like they had like long blonde wigs on and they were they were hamming it up and some of them (laughs) like they because they were a bit older like 17 18 they'd you know been through puberty they'd run into that wall and they'd bash through the other side (laughs) and they were big guys (laughs) They they were not androgynous in any way. <laughs> but it was still hilarious to see, and it was very encouraging to go, well, you know, they don't have to make excuses for wearing dresses. No. So neither should I. No. Even if it is an entirely different scenario, I feel that going to Explorers, if I just rocked up one day in a dress, Yeah. I feel like some people might be like, so, any reason why you're wearing a dress today? But I don't think they'd question, why are you wearing a dress? I think they'd more question
0: the choice of outfit you're
1: wearing a dress and... to yeah. Explorers
0: <laughs> like, really, what's with that can you can you play half the games we play in Explorers I've got my that... shorts
1: on underneath don't you worry <laughs> I've <see> nothing mum <laughs> but it did make me feel comfortable in that sense yeah. so it's certainly something to explore in that way and like you said it's not something where you have to pinpoint someone out if you have had one of your young ones come up to you and say I would like to explore my gender identity I would like to be able to you know yeah. wear dresses or go the other way i would like to be able to you know maybe be a bit more masculine um you can get around it without having to go right well jimmy here wants to wear a dress so you're going to be fine with that aren't you good you okay with me telling everyone jimmy too late
0: yeah yeah Without was... having those open conversations being like actually do you know what you know this is a place where you can explore all of these things
1: absolutely us yeah. for more than one reason yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> know, right. oh. um, we'll make sure we add in the links for uh gender shake and um well anything else you'd like us to promote in the uh description uh it'd it be is. great
1: if you could promote miss drag uk as well i'm sure yes. they'd be very thankful for it
0: of course we'll add that in as well excellent um well thank you so much for coming and talking to us if anyone does have any questions i'll get them to send them over to me to then pass over to you or again through gender shake. thank you so much for sharing your story it has been amazing to listen to and you can just tell how much of a joy Jessica is to talk to and just wonderful, honestly, just a wonderful human. Um, I really hope you enjoyed enjoyed that interview and it's answered some questions for you all. Um, I think it's just amazing actually, not just through this interview, but in general and the past few days and weeks of scout pride stuff not just from the uk but from everywhere like how inclusive scouting has become and it has been a journey we've not always been the most inclusive movement from you know way back when if you um have a chance scout um did their pride event and there's a really really good um history of scouting and pride in that if you check that out it's just a great resource actually and a lot very educational um but yeah you know we've become way more accepting and way more okay with just seeing people how they want to identify and this interview just really reinforced that for me on a much more personal level so yeah um if you want to find out more about some of the stuff Jessica talked about so uh, if you're over 18 uh, gender shake and that community uh, you can find that information in the description and if you if you do have any questions for Jessica, then again, through Gender Shake is a great place to ask. Or if you want to get in touch, uh, please do message the podcast and we can pass those questions on. I'm very conscious of, um, you know, protecting Jessica to an extent um, and. Uh, yeah just making sure that the questions are okay to actually ask her and she's comfortable replying so uh, yeah do pass them on through the podcast and we can get those over to her so yeah um again i really hope you enjoyed the interview i hope you have a great pride month and i will speak to you all soon thanks for listening to wait you're a scout with anna skipwell follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at wait you're a scout and don't forget to rate review and subscribe